Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. As always, my name is Akil Stokes, professional Forex trader and trading coach over at tier1trading.com. In today's episode, I'm going to share a few, uh, well, a somewhat embarrassing story about my past career in money management. It's a hard one. It's a hard one for me to share, but I think it's important because there are some valuable lessons that I know I learned throughout it, and there will be some valuable lessons that you learn as well. So listen up closely. Now, I appreciate you guys supporting me. Please keep supporting the show, whether you're watching this or listening to this on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, Stitcher, wherever. Make sure you like, make sure you share, and make sure you guys keep spreading the word about the Trading Coach Podcast. Here's here's a way to think about it. You can only control what you can control anyway. So you, you can't worry about your competition. Because let me ask you this, right? If you're managing money and you see that the mutual fund, right, that your client was with before has suddenly increased their return on investment and it's now become a threat because you think that your client may go back to putting their money in um, in there instead of, instead of with you, <clears throat> How does that affect your how does that affect your trading? I do not uh, manage money for others. No, I used to. I hated it. Yeah. It doesn't affect your trading at all because guess what I mean what what are, what are you, what can you do about it? Are you going are you are you going to force yourself to somehow create a larger return? Are you going to do that by taking more risk? Are you going to do that by trading more aggressively? Are you going to do that by adding pairs of your portfolio? How are you going to create that larger return, right? Your system is your system. Your system produces what it produces. How are we going to magically just get better? We can increase our position size. Yeah, what happens when you increase our position size? Yeah. Increasing position size is how I lost $30,000 for a client in almost about two weeks, most of it in two weeks. Many of you guys heard that story. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you it again, right? When I was managing money, I had this client and client gave me about a quarter mil. Wanted to get 100000 out of him, gave me a quarter mil. Super excited. Super scared, actually, but super excited. Because at that time, I'm like, commission, yeah, right? <laughs> I need to make a living, right? And my goal was the same as it is now, uh, make about 3% a month on average, because that's what my system produces. That's what I produced, right? So my goals aren't, I don't, I don't when I come up with goals for my return on investment, it's not based on what I want to achieve. It's, it's based on what I can realistically achieve. And that was averaging about 3% a month. And I was averaging 3% a month. I had a good, a good run going. And we're talking back and forth to the client, showing them the you know, P&L statements and like, blah, blah, blah. Hey, man, we're doing good. Slow and steady wins the race. Very low risk, right? Because the main goal is to not go broke. Even more so as a money manager, your main goal is to avoid drawdown, right? Trading my personal account, I, you know, my max drawdown is about 30%. So I can go through a 20% drawdown and be like, okay, well, that stinks, but I'm going to keep trading it. 
managing money, you really don't want to get into double digits. You don't want to go past 10. So I'm trading well, talking to my client. And my client says, yeah, man, that's good. But, uh, you know, I see you've been on a little bit of a hot streak. Shouldn't you be making more? And of course, you know, I'm, I'm spineless back then, right? The client is, is always right because they're providing, in a way, they're providing me my living, right? Because if I don't have that, they, with all the thousands and thousands of no's that I heard, this was one of the first clients that said, one of the first major clients that said yes. And what I'm making off of their trading or off of trading their money is providing me a living. So I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, we could increase position size, but, you know, that would give us risk on the back end and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm willing to take that risk. Yeah, but, you know, we're coming off a hot streak. I'm typically about a, you know, like 55, 60% trader, but hitting about 70%. So, you know, there's going to be a drawdown coming in. We just want to make sure we have enough set aside to, to, uh, to take on that drawdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. I'm willing to take that risk. So eventually I cave in. I cave in and we basically, I think we like double or if not quadruple the position size, something ridiculous. And what do you think happens as soon as we double or quadruple the position size to, to try and get this bigger return? What do you think comes? Yeah, you know what comes. Big old drawdown. Now, some of it was my fault. I was trading um, a highly correlated portfolio. I had about six yen pairs in my portfolio and a lot of minor pairs and a lot of those yen pairs they moved the same um they moved the same way so I, I got the same signal on about six six yen pairs at the same way I, at the time i was trading like a momentum uh momentum strategy now at the same time right when those when those six yen pairs were moving in the right direction you know made a boatload of money but that's why i was saying hey eventually there's going to be some type of drawdown so um we had a period of time where i think i got like six signals at the same time six or eight signals at the same time um, and it was just when we started trading this inflated position size, again, about either two or four times, whatever I was supposed to be trading. And of course, boom, all losers. Pips hit the fan, as Daniel said. All losers. So imagine taking about six max trades at the same time, six or eight max trades at the same time, and just have them, all of them just beat you in the face with doubling your position size right before massive drawdown massive that's what happens when you try to do something different when you try to get cute you are what you are your strategy is what your strategy is your system is your system you're not going to automatically make it better by flipping a switch if that were the case, how come you didn't flip the switch at the beginning, right? If there was this one thing that we can fix that was going to make our trading better and increase our ROI, how come we didn't do it from the beginning? You ever think about that, guys? CPI, oh, we missed the CPI news, doesn't matter. But think about it like that, right? If, 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 there's, if there is one magic thing we can change that, okay, oh, uh, we need to create a bigger return on investment because of X, Y, and Z. I'm going to flip this switch and now I'm going to do it. Why wouldn't we have that, that switch flipped from the beginning? All right? 
And the secret is there's not. There's no magic switch. You try to trade how you trade as efficiently as an effect as, and as effectively as possible, and you take the slow and steady approach. What was your reaction right after the drawdown happened? Well, I wanted to throw my computer out the window. I always say at the time, if, if I could have afforded a new trading computer, it would have been out the window. And the drawdown wasn't the worst part. Here was the worst part. So I quit trading um, after that drawdown for about a week. I didn't. I was so sick. I was. I was literally, literally sick to my stomach. I didn't want to look at a chart. I didn't want to look at a computer. I was beyond depressed. Um, again, this this is my life, guys. And the way I charged, um, the way I charged, I only made money off of new equity highs, right? So what that means is that I only took commission. I only took a check when I made my client money. Like not not money per month, but new equity high. So if the account started at $250,000, right? I only made money on whatever was above $250,000. Does that make sense? So if I went into a drawdown, right? If I lost, if I lost say $10,000, went down to 240, and then went back up the next month to 245, I can't take a check because I'm not above those new equity highs. That was the deal that I had to make in order to attract the client because I'm this nobody and, and why would I give a nobody um, a chance to manage money? So I had to make a, a really, really sweet deal. Would I do that now? Probably not because I have a little bit more clout. But you got to do what you got to do. Um, so I was depressed. I stopped trading for a week, shut off the computers, um, just went to a very, very, very dark place. And then, you know, like any... Any quality athlete, I gave myself a pep talk and I got back after it. And what was worse, here's the worst thing. This is the worst part of the story. Um, after about a week, I switched on the charts, right? And of course, the market gives us a, a, some correction. And I don't know what, what the move was. It, it was some type of fundamental uh, news that came out that caused a reaction. Um, that's why everything was moving so correlated. Um, but I came back, opened up my charts, and... I saw that if, if, I, if I wouldn't have quit during that week, if I would have just kept trading and, and, and took the signals that I was supposed to take, I would have made double of what I lost back that week after. That's, that's the part that, that sucks. It's not the... It, losing the money sucked, don't get me wrong. But it was the fact that if I would have just stuck to the plan, right, I would have made it all back plus some and I didn't I didn't stick to the plan I, I quit basically now I look I, I reflect on that I look at that as being a negative but you could you can also say this what do we tell you guys we're not supposed to trade if we're in a negative state of mind so at the same time who knows if I would I always I always would say oh if I would have just kept trading I would have made double my money back who knows I could I could have lost even more I could have been so upset and mentally out of it that I could have went into revenge mode and, and or could have been scared. So who knows what, what would have happened. So I don't want to necessarily say that I would have gained double back. But if everything worked out perfectly, I would have. So, yeah, thank you for bringing that back up. The most embarrassing moment of my trading career. Whoever asked that question. 
How did the client react? <laughs> well, he wasn't very happy about it. <laughs> I wasn't very happy with him either. Because again, it was his fault. If, if Remember, we were trading about double or four times the normal position size. So if we were just trading what we were supposed to be trading, it would have been a very small dent. One that was expected. But when you double your position size, right before a drawdown, it takes away from a lot of the gains. So let's just say I, I, I thought a lot of things that I didn't say to this client. And I never, I never shift blame on anyone else. It's my fault. But it's like, it's like, dude, I told you. I, just, I told you this was going to happen. Doesn't make it any better, but I, I told you this was going to happen. Like I laid it out for you when we were having our initial discussions. But life lessons, guys, it is what it is. You live and you learn. If I never went through that, who knows? I probably wouldn't be teaching right now. If I didn't go through that frustration and learn what I didn't want to do with my trading business, probably wouldn't be teaching right now. Well, there you have it. Embarrassing, yes, but you know what? I believe that everything happens for a reason. And although that was a painful experience, it allowed me to realize what I didn't want to do and helped put me on the path of doing something I love, which is helping and, and coaching traders. I'm someone that has been through a lot of painful experiences in my trading journey, and I look at that as a positive because I can now share with you those stories and hopefully help you avoid those same obstacles. Real quick, before I let you guys go, do me a favor, please take a second out of your day to hit that like button and share this episode on social media. I know it doesn't really seem like much, but I promise you each time you share it, we are reaching more and more traders and that does allow us to achieve our goal of really impacting newer traders by sharing with them the reality of trading and, well, hopefully uh, helping them avoid some of the pitfalls that many new traders fall into. So if you can do that, I will be very, 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 very happy, and I'll see you guys next episode.